the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Well, it is Tuesday. Uh, hope everyone had a, well, it was, the weather was brutal, wasn't it, uh, over the 4th of July weekend? I mean, Friday was bad. Saturday was the worst, total rain out. And then Sunday just wasn't nice. And let's face it, yesterday really wasn't nice. So the weather hopefully will get better this week. But, folks, the big news was on Saturday, um, late Friday no, late Friday night into early Saturday morning, 1.30 in the morning, Saturday, from Friday night. Uh, thank God, Massachusetts State Police, a trooper really on the ball. Folks, this is another example. Police have no idea what they're walking into. See some cars figuring, all right, maybe someone's having some car trouble on 95 right up near Wakefield in Mass, and then uh, which is pretty close to the New Hampshire line. And what does he stumble upon? An 11-member armed black militia. Uh, the rise of Moors from Pawtucket, traveling from Rhode Island, supposedly going to Maine for training. Folks, this is, if you were to draw up what a terror cell looks like, that's what this looks like. Were they planning something nefarious on Sunday or from Monday? I, I don't know. Maybe we're going to find out. Were they planning on doing something in Bristol on Monday, July 5th? Pawtucket police knew about this group, this video of them. I have them on uh, the website, petro.com. They call the Pawtucket police saying we're going to be doing some maneuvers and, tra- and training. If you see it, it looks like terror training. Uh, all of this talk with the Biden administration about the biggest threat in this country are white supremacy groups. And then you see the rise of Moors, uh, black militia. Who knows what they're really up to? Who knows what their real intent is? Their ideology, uh, they have their own flag that they're they believe uh they don't pay taxes they don't have licenses uh they don't have anything like that they don't even believe that african americans are citizens of the united states therefore the rules don't apply uh it's it's a little bizarre uh they feel all this stuff would hold up in court they may get a chance to find out but a lot of questions what did protect police have they been running surveillance on this group have state police been running surveillance why didn't they know about it who are these people? Uh, several of them are from the Bronx, one from Detroit. This certainly looks like the formation of a terror group, the rise of Moors. Of course, they're from Rhode Island. Were they really going to, to Maine for training on land, their land that they claim for training? Training for what? If you look at some of their videos, they have high-capacity weapons. Uh, they don't, I don't believe they have licenses for them. Uh, they are training military style. Uh, looks like guerrilla tactics. They're clad in tactical gear. Um, some, something was up on why you'd have 11 of them traveling. And, and this is all the backdrop. You know what's amazing is on Saturday, you know late Saturday afternoon, Black Lives Matter, the PAC, they still had a protest, still want to talk about defunding the police, completely oblivious to what had happened literally just hours earlier right leaving from rhode island stopped in massachusetts all of them being held um on a one hundred thousand dollar bond bail completely oblivious that was excellent police work they then some of them ran into the woods they had a um they had an order of shelter in place for some of those communities they shut down 95 for nine hours on a holiday weekend and and what was it it was it was a militia and and folks let's let's just be honest we all know if that had been a bunch of white guys if one of them had a trump hat all the local media didn't no one sent anyone up to the to the press briefing or anything like that if that had been if that had been you know that a group of uh of 11 white guys fully armed maybe just put one maga hat red maga hat on one of them and it's a complete here we go white supremacy taking over blah 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 instead the, the media was very cautious uh the media was questioning the police now why are they being arrested again you imagine that that uh, massachusetts state trooper it's 1 30 in the morning you see what you think is just some people have some car trouble you pull over they're all in tactical gear they're in body armor they have long guns they have uh body cameras full uh 
you know, military outfits and they're completely loaded. They're all strapped. And yeah, we're heading up to do some training. Training for what? That looks like a terror camp uh, training. If you'll see some of their videos, teaching all their members how to use uh, long guns, how to use AKs, how to use shotguns and rifles and pistols, how to communicate with each other, uh, hand signals, doing leapfrogging, whereas, you know, you go up ahead, the shooters are always continuing moving up ahead in different formation. They even have, uh, they, they practice how to help in case one of them gets injured. The question is, what would they be getting injured from? So, but what is, um, is just appalling is that that was great police work. And no one, not a, a bullet was shot. No one was shot. That was that was an armed standoff. Uh, this was could have been turned into Branch Davidians. That was trained discipline from the police. And then at the same time, as that just wrapped up, you know, locally, uh, the the totally tone deaf, misguided members of black lives matter and by the way these were the members that were saying that children were terrorized and the police were beating children and the police are killing our children we need to defund the police you know completely oblivious to what's really happening which is you you have a very that's that's very serious of how did they get their firepower what were they planning on doing i don't buy this whole thing that they were just going to maine for training i i don't i think that's the cover story only one of them was was doing the talking no there was something nefarious here involved they can say we're not anti-government we mean no harm um this what what is the purpose of having all these weapons what is the purpose of all this training what is what is your end game and i'm not saying it was going to happen maybe it wasn't going to happen this weekend maybe it was going to happen next weekend but this is how it starts and then you get more members you know that's a pretty good start with what they have but then it could, you know, turn into 20, then it could turn into 30, then it could turn into 50. And now, you know, listen, that was that was a problem with 11, let alone you start to have more of them. Rise of Moors. I have questions on if local law enforcement, what they knew about this group, if they were familiar with this group. Were they running surveillance on this group? Why were they caught off guard about this group? Why didn't they have someone maybe intercepting them? Who knows what they had planned on 4th of July weekend. If you're going to pull something, you know, 4th of July, a lot of people together, fireworks display, parades, uh, that would be a time to get a lot of people together. A lot of people thinking they're hearing just, you know, 21 gun salutes. People think, oh, is that just maybe fireworks? Oh, there's some people in military garb. Maybe they're marching in the parade. The 4th of July in the parade gives someone like the Rise of Wars a lot of uh, cover. But this is some, I mean, they make Black Lives Matter look like uh, not even Cub Scouts. They make them look like brownies as far as the different groups, Girl Scouts, Cub Scouts, brownies. That's what I mean. Nothing to do with skin color. Uh, people are worried about BLM. Rise of Wars, they have real firepower. They are, they are training for a battle. They are training for war. That's how they are dressed. That's what they're training for. That seems to be the mission. So that is a group to keep your eye on. All right, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508 336 7801 MEGA MEGA professionals 508 336 7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers and won't come back to work, you need drivers, certified help, part time, full time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out, they send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today 508. 508- 336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession, MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. 
MEGA Professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Calvino, call for a free consultation today, 401 401- 785-9400 or online fightbackcalljack.com were you or a friend or a member of your family in an auto accident motorcycle accident slip and fall workplace injury fight back call jack free consultation 401-785-9400 50 years personal injury law experience and his office 100 years combined total with the staff fight back call jack 401 401- Seven eight five ninety four hundred. It would be great if you were in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, and the other person's insurance company offered to compensate you what they should. But it doesn't happen that way. You need a fighter. Fight back. Call Jack. Free consultation. 401-785-9400. Jack Calvino. 401-785-9400. Or online. Fight back calljack.com the john DePietro show weekdays we started 11 we go until 2 Sam 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website which is dipetro.com it's time for politics this week joining me he is the managing editor for anchorrising.com it is justin katz and justin i want to start off with this bizarre story that hit over the weekend <clears throat> regarding uh this group of course there was national news from rhode island Supposedly, supposedly traveling to Maine for training, but the rise of Moors, they are a militia, 11 members, uh, all fully strapped and armed and long guns, AKs. They closed 95 in Wakefield. That started at 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning. Some of them ran into the woods. Shelter in place order in uh, this huge story that became a national story. And now a lot of questions uh, about this group. And also the way that the media has kind of been depicting them or being very cautious about it. So let's start off you just your thoughts on hearing about this uh, group. By all accounts, I mean, it, certainly if this is not like a terror cell, I don't know what is, but I don't know what they'd be training for. But would it, would it, let's talk a little bit about the rise of Moors. Well, I, I think the, there are probably groups like this across the country, just small groups of people. They, I mean, a website, it's almost – it's almost like a, a game. It feels like you know they've got a, a mythology. They they've got they've supposedly taken over a, uh, a an abandoned house and they've got legal documents and they don't use standard dates. They put you know Moorish dates and they they made all this stuff up. Uh, if without the guns, it would be it would be almost amusing. Um, but there, I think what, what you alluded to with the the media coverage, there was it's fun almost to watch these things unfold on, on Twitter or, or on social media where the, the media say, Oh, a militia group. And you can tell they're all very excited. It's going to be some right-wing militia serve the narrative. And then it turns out to be a, a black militia group. And it suddenly, it suddenly changes. I was, I was struck by, especially the, the Washington post coverage, uh, just the, the amount of, of credibility, credulity they provide and you know you, you get the whole history of the group and the, the history of the moors and i mean just some of the language i wrote down because it, it's striking to me that uh it's according to the splc the southern poverty law center Moorish sovereigns perceive themselves to be immune to local state and federal laws mm. that's not language you would get if it were a, a right-wing a white no. militia group. It would be much more terror cell. White supremacy is the biggest threat. Donald Trump, by the way, yes, you know, all that stuff. In this, uh, we get, we get. Oh well, they're they indicated that they were not carrying gun licenses. I mean, no, these are unregistered weapons. Uh, and you know, I, it's it's interesting. To, I watched the guy's video live while he not I not watched it live, but while the while they were blocking the highway. And he was, we've we've 
informed them that we're not sovereign citizens of the United States. We've informed them that we have a right to carry weapons. And uh, it's, it's very, it's, it's interesting, but the, the phrasing of the media, it really does show kind of the double standard here. I'm actually even surprised the Southern Poverty Law Center had any comment at all on it because they're so biased toward, against the right. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Justin, you, you can't ignore the race thing. I, I completely agree with you. And I think if it had been uh, already like out of the box, his I guess his mother, who lives in Providence in Washington Park, told the, the Boston Globe, uh, this is race. If that had been white guys, they would have let them go. I, You and I both know it's the complete opposite. This this would have now no, no local station sent anybody up in, in Wakefield. Uh, mass that was on Saturday, Saturday, late Saturday morning. I was actually trying to make my way up there, but between the rain and the traffic, and it's pretty far up. Um, I just couldn't get there in time. But Journal didn't send anybody. Local television did not go up. I, I think it's the opposite. You're exactly right. If that had been 11 guys, if one of them had had a red Make America Great Again hat, they would have said that they've uncovered this, you know, here we go again. White supremacy is the problem. Now, Justin, it's still unknown. I, I'm not sure I buy this. They're heading up to Maine. This is Fourth of July weekend. I, I think it seems very suspicious. I also found some videos that I did post uh, folks on the website, Petro.com, where they called the Pawtucket police. They were doing like some some training. They were shooting AKs down by the river in Pawtucket. They were doing formations where, you know, the leader of them is a former Marine. So he's, he's kind of teaching. There's, there's an element where, you know, you go up ahead of me and then you get set and then I go up ahead of you and I keep you keep leapfrogging against the enemy. Justin, there's there's no place you would use that other than if you were planning some kind of an armed conflict. Possibly. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to, I mean, there are a lot of quirky groups and I know people not quite this extreme, but you know, people, if, if you do think your, your land, you, you have a right to the land, eventually the sure. government's going to come and get you, you know, they're, they're, they're trained. I can, I can kind of believe the training things. Now they, okay. they're going about things in a way that's, that's, you know, you're packing a camper full of stuff. And in the guy's video from the highway, he, he said, see, we've got gas cans. We didn't want to stop. Yeah. In fact, and if the police found them because they pulled over to fill their car, they didn't want to stop at a gas station and draw attention to themselves. It is a, a very suspicious thing, but I, I, I can, imagine a scenario especially if you read their materials and watch the website where they really do believe they're in training and and you know as a as a kind of a staunch second amendment guy and a believer in in the, the idea that we do have to be you know prepared to defend ourselves even against the government i kind of have some sympathy for that so i i'm kind of withholding a little bit of judgment on whether they're they're a terror type cell i there was no talk of you know we're going to, we're going to take you over. And uh, no. the idea, they were, they were, I mean, it's kind of shocking to me that the, it, it, when you talk about the different treatment between groups, I mean, they were allowed to basically take over a highway what, for nine hours or something like yeah. that. So, I yeah. mean, it, and, it's and just, not, just the ahead. fact of, um, you know, what does it say? They don't want to stop at a gas station because they don't want to draw attention to themselves. That's, that's, that's a rather un, unusual why would you not want to draw? Why would it draw attention if you stopped at a, at a gas station? And why would you not want that? That that just seems a little suspicious to me. I, I'm still going to maintain number one. Think in this in our part of the country. I mean, there are some. Think in Georgia, uh, in uh, South or North Carolina, they have some of these uh, all black militias. It's certainly, as you know, so uncommon. And then when the leaders from here, uh, he's based in Pawtucket. I went by that house that they list on the website and it it looks like it's deserted i thought i was on saturday afternoon i went by there because i thought maybe i'd see you know fbi agents going to do a search warrant but i mean the, the thing looked abandoned there was even something on the front door that said like you know, an eviction notice or not supposed to be living there and then i i went past he gave a speech in providence on acorn street but two years ago and he had a gun around his neck and a gun on his hip and that drew a lot of a lot of attention, but I also want to hear from the Pawtucket. They they know they knew this group, and some of them were from the Bronx, but they're based in Pawtucket. And I I just wonder, Justin, what what would have happened had they not? I mean, that to me, this is another example about the police just never know who they're going to encounter. Imagine you see someone, oh, maybe yeah. someone broke down. 
This is 1.30 in the morning. There's 11 guys fully strapped militia gear, fully armed with weapons. And then there's one trooper there. Boy, that that shows discipline and uh, calmness of mind, because otherwise that that thing could have gone gone upside down in a short amount of time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it is a good reminder that we ought, we should keep in mind when police go about their day. I mean, you think of the police when you see them down at you know, the Dunkin' Donuts chatting up the cashier or something. But that same cop could get in a car and drive down the street and be dealing with a, a busload of, of heavily armed militiamen. Uh, so it's it's something that's definitely worth keeping in mind. But on this group, there are, I mean, re, not too long ago, I, I was I saw some articles about a group that had done something similar claiming they had claimed some some property in the middle of the woods to train it was a black militia group and i, I could see i mean they've, they've got unregistered firearms I, i'd almost be more concerned if they if all their paperwork in order because that does provide some explanation for we don't want to be noticed because we're carrying illegal guns and that's just going right. to keep us from getting to our training grounds and if you're if you're actually planning a a, in a, a near-term terrorist attack you'd probably want to you know, make sure you didn't have those liabilities um, so th- i th- I'm a little bit comforted by that in a way, uh, but yeah, the it is it is kind of an unremarked uh, compliment to the police that that this did. I mean, I don't know that they needed nine hours to get them under control, but that this did not turn into a giant shootout, and, yeah. and that somebody coming upon them in the middle of the night huh. uh, was able to uh, not let that escalate. That was that was definitely good work, folks. Quick break. A lot more. Our segment is Politics This Week. Justin Katz right here on the John DePietro Show. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508 508- 336-2110-508-336-2110. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. This summer, let J.K.L. Engineering keep you and your family nice and cool. J.K.L. Engineering. Call them today, 401-351-7600. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. J.K.L. It's going to be a hot summer ahead. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Remember, with J.K.L., 54 years in business, reputation is second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. J.K.L. is an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navian certified factory dealer. Call J.K.L. for a system replacement, oil to gas for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available. This summer, call J.K.L. Engineering right now. Remember, they do it right. They do it right the first time. They'll keep you and your family or your employees nice and cool. Call J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Remember, J.K.L. Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, a carrier factory authorized dealer. It's J.K.L. Call them 401-351-7600. This summer, stay nice and cool with J.K.L. Engineering, 401-351-7600. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz. He is the managing editor for AnchorRising.com. Justin, let's stay on the theme for the police for a moment. You know, last week, a uh, video first surfaced online. Actually, as the event was, as this uh, melee was taking place, they were posting videos online. But uh, it was very hot. As you know, Providence police were called to uh, South Providence in a troubled house, troubled neighborhood, especially one family. The police have been to the house over 42 times in the past year, and uh, it, it really erupted within, you know, people are running back and forth and the neighbors are still fighting and then they're punching the police. People are getting arrested. Police are using pepper spray. 
And the word went out instantly that children were being beaten, that police were pepper spraying infants and small children. And uh, it then resulted in the Providence police having a big press briefing last Friday and then uh, followed by some protests over the course of the weekend. A lot of different parts to this, but I'd like to start to just hear some of your thoughts on the events of last week with this whole situation with Sale Street. Well, in keeping with my interest in, in the activism behind all this stuff and in analyzing that, it's interesting and, and it's worth kind of studying how that came to be. I mean, the very first you hear, the very first you see are the very short clips. Here's five seconds of the most violent moments of the whole thing. Yeah. Cops were pepper spraying. You hear all this stuff um, that the, the police were attacking residents almost for no reason there's just and then so what's how are the police supposed to respond they do what they should do and they release the body cameras and they they put it out there the context okay if you want to know what happened here's our whatever it was hour and a half worth of video of what happened and, and the tensions that were going on so what's the next step for the activists they comb through it and find anything, any word, yep. any of them say, and they promote that. Oh, he called a, a I guess, a transgender individual, uh, she-male. Oh, my goodness. That's so inappropriate. You know, they're across the street from anybody, and they're, they're talking between police. Uh, and so that's so then they make that the story. There's always an attack, always a way to get more information in order to attack. And what I, my, my view on all this, I mean, I support the idea of that police should have body cameras, especially in these neighborhoods. And frankly, I think it's ultimately a protection for them to have these yes. cameras. Agreed. But, uh, but I, I worry that we're just not, as a society, mature enough to look at this and say, to actually say, here's a police officer, they've been called to this troubled, it's essentially, it seems like a family feud between two neighbors. Yes. And, and they're there, they're being attacked, they're, this is sort of, it's hot, this is sort of the, a bad night at work. And we're going to jump on them for a word that they say, you know, halfway through. I mean, it's just, maybe arguably intemperate, you know, just not, I don't, I don't know. We're in a bad place where you get even up to the, the mayor going after the, after a police officer for something he said in the heat of the moment. And it you only between another police officer. And the only reason you know about it is because of these, these body cameras. I think we, we should really, the, the public discussion should turn toward understanding how, how this has been constructed this way so that these, these, body cameras can become a trap even for police as they just try to control a neighborhood that's clearly got problems. And I mean, the thing, one detail I haven't heard anybody really talk about is somebody is calling the police. I mean, right. it's not as if it's not yeah. as if they're just stormtrooping around Providence yeah. looking for trouble and starting things with people with peaceful uh, folks there. Somebody's somebody is not somebody's at the very least having their quality of life decreased by this constant agitation in their neighborhood, I would imagine, and they're calling them. That's what the police are there for. And so you can't just, you can't just pick out little, little instances and attack the police because there's, it really does a disservice, but that's what a lot of the, especially the activist wing of the journalism in, in our mainstream is doing right now. Yeah. And the, the family and then their supporters and activists, they had a press conference in front of the house on Thursday and what struck me, Justin Katz, is there's no accountability from the family. There's no accountability that that obviously that's exactly right. Someone's calling the police on them. They were threatening people. Uh, they don't take direction. No one listens. The whole scene is a mess. The language that the people that live there around children is horrendous. But on Friday morning at, at, uh, the, at the safety complex, that, that was probably the most anti-police press briefing I've been in with the media was really against them and calling them out on, you know, some one of the police said, you know, who wants some more, meaning the pepper spray, just because they were just ignoring any type of direction, totally defiant um, and just kind of caught up in the, the heat of the battle where you're, you're trying to control and just get the people to go back in the house. And Mayor Lorza had nothing positive to say about his staff. And and look what it's come down to, Justin. It's not about. You know, obviously no one was shot. No one was even hit or beaten. Now it's come down to, did you hear what they say? Now it's just the words. It's 100 degrees. Those people are causing havoc on the street. And it led to a protest where, again, they're demanding that they defund the police, which I think is just ridiculous. It is. I, and I think, I mean, 
to go back to what people are focusing on, I think you posted a video of, of the mom of the family who was kind of the lead of their press conference, yes. the family's press conference, throwing a bottle at the other yes. house with the police there. I mean, yep. at some point, we've got to look at both sides and say, look, this is they're not behaving appropriately. Now, whether whether an officer in the heat of the moment should should say, you know, these they're acting like animals. OK, that's not that terrible. I've heard that said a lot of times. But, you know, in a way, that's kind of what's going on. People behave yourselves. Right. You can't. It's up to everybody to kind of keep the peace, we, which is which is what strikes me about the, the Black Lives Matter rhetoric about getting rid of the police. The, the police aren't the problem here. No, they're, they're if anything, the, the hostility toward the police shows that the people there are not going to keep the peace themselves. And that that's what exactly what you get with the, the mom throwing a bottle. And, the, and the, I mean, the Black Lives Matter, their, their rhetoric is just so so disconnected from reality. What was it that that Harrison Tuttle guy who's yep. runs the pack? I mean, he, he's saying you need what healthcare, shelter, and education. I mean, it's just well, healthcare won't fix it. I mean, they're the, the mostly these were young, healthy people. Uh, the shelter won't fix it. You're talking about people in houses and maybe education, but you know, then where's Black Lives Matter protesting the bad education in Providence? You don't need more money for that. You need to fix it. But what it just shows it's it's a political battle that just has one side. And I think that that's, it's a shame that, that uh, elected officials and journalists don't really see it that way. Cause that's kind of how we have to see it in order to get this stuff under control for the good of the people who live there, yes. including the ones who are calling the police. And I, that goes right back to, to national surveys, where as much as we hear about defund the police, defund the police, the people, the communities that want in those areas, the inner city communities tend to want more police. They want them there all the time to help control the families like these two that are battling. That's, I think that could be the story if the, if the journalists wanted to take a more objective look, sort of like they did with the rise of the Moors, if they wanted to really look into it and understand what's going on, that would be a real service to the public. Yeah. They, um, I, I think that was just one of the more dramatic examples where it's, it's the activists, as you say, whether it's black lives matter or some of the activist media with them, they in no way will acknowledge this family, they apparently jumped the Hispanic mother. They were threatening to beat up the children. Uh, they threatened to shoot up the house. The police were called. There's the mother right there with the police there. The, the leader of them throws a bottle at the other family. None of that matters because the mantra just becomes the police caused the problem. Did you hear what they said? Uh, and all this uh, sympathy towards them. And they, they were using pepper spray and children got hit. It is. I, I just don't remember a case that was so distorted and blown out. And what also is, no one takes calls them account. They, they were not twenty children beaten, children beaten, and they were pepper spraying infants. I mean, it's just absurd. But there's there's no even accountability for the actions of some of the activists that were making these. And, and Justin, what I was trying to get at is, I think that is, you know, you have a an inflamed situation, and uh, you know, the whole element of like crying uh, fire in a crowded theater. This is doing that with race of once again, you know, before anybody had any information and the police were caught flat footed a little bit. They put out this narrative that it's like it's as if the family was having this quiet, peaceful night and the police just descended on them and started terrorizing them. And it was it was the complete opposite. It's not even as if they were out there you know, lighting off fireworks in the street and just having a barbecue, but they weren't even, they were fighting. They were having a feud between houses. And I, I just think to the media bias, the WPRI story, I, I teased out one sentence, really struck me. It's, quote, some people were forcibly arrested and shoved in the back of police cruisers. I mean, just kind of think of the language there. How do these people think arrest happens? You're supposed to gently ask, sorry. Excuse me, ma'am, would you mind getting into the back of my police cruiser so we can go to the police station and I can arrest you? That's not how it happens. But yet they make it sound like this dramatic police were forcibly as, you know, sort of as if they descended on a protest and right. put, put the protesters in a paddy wagon. It's so out of bounds and, and out, out, out of touch with reality. And it's, it's really, I think, damaging, as you, as, you, as you say, it's like crying race in a crowded theater. So to Yes, speak. folks, another quick break, a lot more. Politics This Week with Justin Katz, right here on The John DePietro Show. J. Perry Paving always provides high-quality, fair-pricing, exceptional service. Residential, commercial, seal-coating patios, get your driveway paved. Letter J, J. 
Perry Paving. 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, and general masonry projects. J. Perry Paving, they offer free estimates. Call them today at 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. It's J. Perry Paving. Get your driveway paved. And if you're a veteran, no one has a better package for veterans than J. Perry Paving. Whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, J. Perry Paving has your back. Check out the benefits of investing in asphalt paving. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. Call them for a free quote today. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving, a licensed insured contracting company, they will meet your needs no matter how big or how small and no one treats veterans better than j perry paving call them today 401-732-1730 401-732-1730 for j perry paving if you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799 that's 401-321-2799 or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com Summer's here you want to stay nice and healthy for you and your family pop in and see Marie at It's My Health 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland you can call her at 401-305-3585 It's My Health right in that old white church diagonally across from davenport restaurant it's my health where you're going to find vitamins herbal remedies from trusted companies local products like icae honey maple syrup octave skin brushes also over 250 bulk herbs teas and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas it's my health where you'll find hemp and cbd products for oral and topical use natural skincare products hair care Hair care products, essential oils, body oils, and soaps. It's my health. Stop it and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, or call her 401 305 3585. Shop local and stay healthy with It's My Health, right across the street from Davenport Restaurant. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com that there was uh, the Providence City Council didn't plan on it properly. Water fire announces they're not going to have enough money to do it. Then Governor McKee steps forward and says that they have found the money and they're going to fund water fire. Um, I'd like your thoughts on the governor jumping in. And uh, to me, again, Mayor Alorza, between the the schools and the 195 land and then some of the problems in the city. But uh, Governor McKee stepping in once again on something that in the past was really a signature event for the city of Providence, but it's almost like a state takeover. <laughs> in a way, uh, almost, but arguably a necessary one. I mean, me, the I have a lot of sympathy for the, the governor to spend this money. I mean, we've got the federal government, like it or not, as put out billions of dollars and it's got to go somewhere and my water fire is one of those kind of everybody can agree it's a nice it, it contributes well to the character yes, of rhode island agree and it but it really to me the contrast with the city shows the lack of a vision i mean if you i i don't want to by any means glorify him but if you think of buddy cianci Yep. I, you have to think in yes. similar circumstances he his front and center of his mind is how do i get my city back and up and running and shining yes. and as a tool of the world and that would have been his attitude and it, water fire to me is right right up there in that that's a critical uh way to say we're back we're we're we're, we're up and running again we're, we're doing well and it just seems like the Alorza doesn't really have that kind of a vision or maybe his vision is different the vision is all dystopian almost all you know 
defund the police kind of attitude. Uh, and I think that's that's what we really see is that it's just that kind of that progressive attitude. It's not about it's not a positive, uplifting vision for your community. It's it's about imposing progressive ideology and therefore it's not a concern. What are we going to give money to these people to look at a fire? I mean, you can almost it, I, that's not their attitude verbally, but you can almost feel that in their in their perspective. Whereas McKee has that smaller town uh, businessman background and can see the value of of this event as a for just for public morale. Absolutely, and that what a lot of people don't recognize is for a lot of people in that live in Massachusetts, whether it's Attleboro, Foxborough, or Rentham, you know, right over the line, it's far more. You know, it's easier and convenient for them to go out and have dinner in Providence and go out in Providence as opposed to driving all the way to Boston. So, you know, many times um, the people in those areas, they if you make the city safe and set up events, they, they will come in. So you get the Southeastern Mass really supporting. That is a good event. Uh, I was glad, you know, there was a restaurant tour saying that we need help right now. But I think it was pretty dramatic that Governor McKee was not. Not concerned that, hey, this could maybe help Mayor Alorza. He recognizes that, you know, I'm going to do this because it's good for the state. It will be good for the city. And and I think he's going to be more prominent almost at Waterfire than Mayor Alorza. Justin Katz, the General Assembly has uh, come to a conclusion. They have uh, this is the first budget for Speaker Sakachi and also now uh, Governor McKee. And then you have Senate President Dominic Ruggiero. Different situation we've had in the past where they are. You know, uh, math is tough and uh, sharpening pencils and huge cuts needed. The uh, Because of the federal money flowing in, uh, it's it's not even a matter of, of trying to make tough choices. It's the, the, the tough choices are where we're going to spend all this federal money. Yeah, and I, I, I worry the reason we, we keep hearing about a special fall session is, is so that they have time in the back rooms to figure out how to best uh, shuffle this money to their to their special little niches and their friends um, that, that that does not seem to be quite the plan in place I know I mean I just I'm, I'm trying to remember the timeline and so this may be a little bit unfair but I, I remember was it Kerchiri and the federal stimulus uh 12, 13 years ago, uh, you know, there were websites, there was, it was very clear how we're going to go about thinking about this. And I'm not sure it's quite so clear. I know even at the local levels, you know about how much you're getting, nobody knows what the strings are going to be. Um, so I'm, with the close of the, the General Assembly session, I'm, I'm worried about this special fall session. I'm also worried that they're becoming so common. I don't, I don't want them in, in session as often because they, they tend to do damage when they're there. Uh, but so that's what, that's what we'll need to watch out for, kind of close eye over the summer to see if anybody really, really is out there transparently talking about how they're going to spend this money or if they're going to keep it like a slush fund. In a way, that's, that's what the water fire thing kind of felt like. That's the one downside of it was, oh, look, we've got all this money. Here's $300,000. You know, it wasn't, it didn't seem to follow a process. It was just here, we'll make good decisions. Give us the mil- hundreds of millions of dollars. And that's, that's dangerous. Justin Katz, South Kingstown has uh, been the center of the storm between the situation with Nicole Salas and then the the mailers that went out to the students, the Sarah Markey, who's the union person, has been on the council and just everything they've been going through with critical race theory and others. And so it, it is pretty dramatic that both the superintendent resigned, that uh, Sarah Markey, who's a member of, I believe she works full time NEA Rhode Island, she resigned from the council. So two big things. Now, I am hearing that a lot of pink slips are going to go out. Someone told me a number that there are 90 of eighth grade students they have 90 are opting in South Kingstown to go to either private schools or homeschool or whatever. That's a big number for a community like South Kingstown. So um, just some of your thoughts on uh, this is a situation where it's, it's been bubbling under and then now it is just one controversy after another, but at least the superintendent in some form is being held accountable and that Markey is out on the school committee. Yeah. As was the, the chairwoman, Emily Miski, yes. not only resigned as chair, but from the committee itself and yeah. uh, one of the board members of their local friends of the schools group, Stacy Bazzioni. I, I don't know if I pronounced that right. She, she was forced out as well. I mean, it's, it's clear that people were acting 
just wrong. And what what's striking here, and I, I don't know the people involved, but what's striking to me is how much this story in South Kingstown fits into national things. I mean, we, we hear yep. the National Education Association nationally is pledging money to investigate people who, who oppose critical race theory. Uh, and I know there, I wrote about it this morning, that NEA is deep in the messaging promoting critical race theory in schools. And yet, and here we are with this school committee that had an NEA rep on its, on the committee. It just it makes you think the, the real, the underlying story here is that the school committee was kind of taken over by people with, with this progressive national agenda. And I think if a lot of parents are pulling their kids out of school, that's could be why they see you're not, you're not focusing on our community. And that's what's striking about a lot of the critical race theory advocates is it's all about, let's push this into every school in America. Not, not people have legitimate concerns. Uh, you know, schools should be responsive to parents and their interests. That is not the tone at all. And I think more and more, especially coming off a year when a lot of parents are not happy with, with the way uh, schools reacted to the, the pandemic, you're going to have parents all over the place saying, you know what, I'm going to find another option because you're brainwashing my kids, you're not serving them. And it, there seems to be a different agenda here other than listening to me as the parent. And I, I think that's, that's what we're seeing with some accountability in South Kingsdown. I, We'll see whether what they do for replacing those those people who've been removed, uh, and whether it spreads to other towns as well. But I, I, that, to me, is the, the bigger story here. And I think South Kingstown just kind of got caught up in the winds of it. Um, and and finally, uh, Attorney General Peter Narona had a big press briefing last week. He announced four felony charges, uh, three three or four felony charges against the off-duty Pawtucket police officer who shot the young youth uh, in in West Greenwich. Think about it, Justin. There's far more outrage over supposedly some people got pepper sprayed in Providence as opposed to a 18 year old got shot. But just your thoughts on I think it's another example that, you know, people activists that scream about police, they are held accountable. Those are very serious charges against him um, that people were saying, oh, this will just be swept under the rug. I don't know what world they're living in. Uh, just your thoughts on the, the situation with Attorney General Nerona and then also the off-duty Pawtucket police officer? Well, I mean, my mind went, especially given the other things we were planning to talk about, right to that contrast, right? I mean, here we hear stories, all of the news stories are there are two sides to this. The kids say one thing, the police says another, and you contrast that. And if you just read the news stories, you would almost think it's worse to call, to to call, uh, privately call some people in in a, a conflict unfriendly names than to shoot one of them i mean this this kid almost i mean was probably a couple inches from yeah a couple inches from death and and it is that's not a small thing so you would and this is where you know you almost wonder if if years of of hearing that all lives matter is an insult kind of is rearing its head because you know this is one area where if you're if you're trying to get reform of the police officer's bill of rights i mean look at this this is this should be a front and center kind of story i mean so this this dolan guy as as much as he's facing the officer and as much as he's facing challenges is is very very lucky the color of that that driver's skin was so light because he would be in a whole nother world of danger i mean this that would be you know up to president biden saying he's going to send the Department of Justice to, to enforce charges if the local local authorities drop the ball. I mean, that's so we're, it just shows you how the different different rules we're living under in our society right now. And I, that's a that's a very dangerous place to be because you're, you're going to quickly find out you're, you're going to that you know, people are quickly going to form decide they need you know, right wing militias in our in our northeastern area. You know, they're going to start decide, you know, actually, an officer can shoot you if you're white. I mean, that's we're in a we're in a tough spot. And I, I, I wish the, the news would be a, a little bit more balanced about it. So hopefully hopefully that uh this doesn't end up being kind of brushed under the rug but if it if it is to the extent it is uh it's going to be because not it's going to be because the uh the driver was was a responsible young white kid and that's so that's that's a a, a dangerous place to be folks he is the managing editor anchorising.com justin gets justin great job and we'll talk to you again thank you john i always look forward to it 
For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist. Yankee Tree Service, they provide various tree services, including tree removal, pruning, land clearing, stump grinding, and bobcat service. Check out their website, yankeetreeservice.com. Whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding, Yankee Tree Service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps. Tree pruning. You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree emergency service or bucket truck service they'll get up in the bucket call yankee tree service today for a free quote 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com back in 2017 you had expressed concerns about the membership of the all-white bailey's beach club said that you hoped it would become more diverse now your family's been members your wife is one of the largest shareholders has there been any traction in that are there any minority members of the club now i think the people who are running the place are still working on that i'm sorry it hasn't happened yet blaming all on his ribs born a blue-blooded snoot his birth was a black tie affair it's all who you know like Klaus von Bülow, he just likes to be seen everywhere. He leads a privileged life with a white privileged wife. At Bailey's, they like their champagne. Life on Bellevue in a state that is blue. <laughs> You'll never hear Sheldon complain. He likes clubs with with the lead waspy crowds where for decades kept the Jews away and BLF cannot stay well he's not big on diverse faces Bailey's Beach Club is his oasis Sheldon likes the clubs with white faces do you have concerns in 2021? I mean, obviously, it's been four years. You have remarks on the floor following the deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd saying, you know, hoping to root out systemic racism in the country. Your thoughts on an elite, all-white, wealthy club again in this day and age. Should these clubs continue to exist? It's a long tradition in Rhode Island, and there are many of them. continue to enjoy your best lawn ever with Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Contact them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025 or online, lawndoctor.com. A lot more summer ahead plus the fall. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call for a free quote today, 401-392-1025. Find out also about keeping your family safe from ticks and mosquitoes, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Check out their website. It's lawndoctor.com or call today for a free quote, 401-392-1025.